This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has become very supportive of the idea of moving the FBI National Headquarters to Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan has been suggesting the idea as chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Jordan wants to do so in response to the FBI's politically weaponized behavior in regards to Donald Trump and conservatives. Jordan wants to deny or limit the funding of the FBI unless they agree to move their headquarters out of Washington, D.C., Tuberville took to social media this week saying that the FBI has needed a new headquarters for years and the current facility in Huntsville is state-of-the-art. Huntsville Mayor Tommy Battle has also weighed in on this issue, saying he'll support whatever Congress decides to do. Speaking of Senator Tommy Tuberville, there are now over 5,000 veterans who are showing their support for the senator and his blockade of military promotions within the Department of Defense due to their new enhanced abortion policy. These veterans have signed a letter saying that they are condemning the abortion policy since the mission of the U.S. military is to protect all American lives. The latest policy from the DOD provides more money and time off for female service members or family members in order to get an abortion. In the letter, the veterans say that the new policy is not just illegal by circumventing Congress, but also shamefully politicizes the military. The letter also goes on to say that those who are opposed to Tuberville's blockade are claiming that the senator is negatively affecting military readiness, but the veterans say there's no evidence to substantiate those claims. Instead, the veterans contend that the woke agenda and COVID-19 vaccine mandates have significantly diminished the recruitment numbers within all four branches of the military. Four members of Congress who are also military veterans have signed on to this letter, and it has now been sent to Senate leaders Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell. State lawmaker Ernie Yarbrough has filed a bill to do what other state lawmakers have been suggesting when it comes to the Alabama Department of Archives and History. Yarbrough's bill removes the $5 million from the Education Trust Fund that was recently allocated to that department in the past legislative session. The move comes after the ADAH held a luncheon this past June involving LGBTQ history as a theme. Yarbrough's bill would take the $5 million and instead send it to the Alabama Department of Human Resources in order to offer financial assistance to residents here in Alabama who are seeking an in-state adoption. Yarbrough's bill has co-sponsors Mac Butler, Shane Stringer, and Ben Harrison. Yarbrough's bill is being filed in the Alabama House, with State Senator Chris Elliott likely to enter a bill of his own into the Alabama Senate. The parents of 25-year-old Carly Russell have gone on national television now regarding the story of her abduction and return home 48 hours later. Carlos and Talitha Russell spoke on NBC News about last Saturday night when their daughter showed up. We tried to hug her as best we could, but I had to stand back because she was not in a good state. So we had to stand back and let medical professionals work with her. But Russell had gone missing that past Thursday night after she pulled over to the side of Highway 459 when she saw a toddler running near traffic. Russell was on the phone with a family member who then heard Russell scream. That's when she went missing. The family says that Hoover police continue to search for the abductor and the family is seeking to set the record straight on their daughter's experience. She's having to deal with the trauma of people just making completely false allegations about her. There were actual, actually just so many calls and texts from people who maliciously lied to us. I just didn't know. 
people could be so evil. A Birmingham firefighter has died five days after he was shot at Fire Station 9 in Birmingham. Jordan Melton had been working in that fire department for just over a year. He and fellow firefighter Jamal Jones were both shot when the gunman entered the station through an open bay. Police believe that this was a targeted shooting. So far, no arrests have been made. The city of Athens has appointed an interim police chief after current police chief Floyd Johnson announces that he will retire this August after 41 years of service. The city council meeting was held earlier this week in which Captain Anthony Presnell was appointed as interim. Presnell has served with the Athens Police Department since 1989 and became a patrol captain in 2012. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, another indictment of former President Donald Trump is coming soon. Trump released a statement on Truth Social about a letter that he received on Sunday from federal prosecutor Jack Smith. In the letter, it stated that Trump was the target of a January 6th grand jury. Trump says he has four days before he must report to that grand jury, which he says implies that he will once again be arrested and indicted. Trump says the timing is no coincidence as he continues to surge in the polls, and he says that Joe Biden's Department of Justice is now trying for a third indictment in order to take out Biden's number one political opponent. The Truth Social post from Trump concluded that the witch hunt is all about election interference and is a very sad time for our nation. When it comes to Joe Biden, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer of Kentucky, has some very indicting words of his own directed at the family business. Comer says that a former FBI agent testified to the Oversight Committee this past Monday and confirmed all of the details that had been given to that committee earlier by two IRS whistleblowers, including Gary Shapley. The two IRS whistleblowers revealed that they were part of a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden until the Biden administration got involved and circumvented any questioning by the IRS investigators or even the FBI. Pentagon officials announced today that more assistance is being sent to Ukraine in the form of weapons that have been purchased and paid for by U.S. taxpayer money. Here is Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. The Ukrainian people have shown outstanding courage as they fight for their country. As we saw again today, this contact group stands united behind them. Today, we recommitted to supporting Ukraine during its crucial counteroffensive and for the long haul. The $1.3 billion package coming from the Department of Defense involves air defenses, exploding drones, and ammunition. A Republican member of the House Armed Services Committee is now speaking out against that package going forward. Congressman Mark Alford of Missouri says this latest package goes against the will of Congress. Alford pointed out to Newsmax that money was recently taken out of the National Defense Authorization Act that was intended to go to Ukraine. So why, after Congress did that, would this administration go ahead and send another $1.3 billion uh, worth of aid to Ukraine against the wishes of Congress and against the wishes of the taxpayers of the United States of America? We have already invested $100 billion so far in aid towards Ukraine. I do not believe that uh, Ukraine needs to cede uh, its sovereign territory to an aggressor and a bully like Putin. That sends the wrong message. Keep fighting. Uh, We will aid you where we can, but not another $1.3 billion. The taxpayers don't want it. Congress doesn't want it. We need to stop. So far, the U.S. has sent $10 billion in fiscal year 2023, with a total of $113 billion sent to Ukraine since the war started in 2022. The U.S. Supreme Court is being asked to respond to an emergency application for relief from a natural gas pipeline company. 
The developers of the Mountain Valley Pipeline say that a federal court has put a halt to construction of that project and is in conflict with a law that was passed by Congress approving and guaranteeing that the project could move forward to completion. The appeal comes regarding the injunction from the Fourth Circuit Court, which is overseen by Chief Justice John Roberts. Roberts has now handled the petition and is asking his own Supreme Court justices to weigh in on the case. This whole case goes back to the debt ceiling negotiations that occurred with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy getting language put into the deal, which requires agencies to permit construction of this particular pipeline and defer all future litigation to the D.C. Circuit Courts rather than the Fourth Circuit Court. The president and CEO of Whole Cows, which is a business out of Texas, is making a promise to Americans to never put mRNA vaccines into his cattle. Jason Nelson told the Epic Times that there's not only a war against beef, but against Americans being healthy. Nelson is a veteran from the U.S. military who left the military at the start of the COVID vaccine mandate. He says he's now waging war against globalists who are trying to get Americans used to the idea of eating bugs or lab-grown meat instead of cattle, all in the name of climate change and reducing a person's carbon footprint on the earth. Nelson is vowing to close down his business rather than place pharmaceuticals into the beef cattle that he produces. Nelson says when it comes to food supply, this is where Americans really need to start circling the wagons, and he believes that the freeze-dried industry is worth expanding in order to provide food security for Americans. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 